welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island for the Super Nintendo. Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island was developed by Nintendo EAD and published by The Big In in Japan in August of 1995, and then released worldwide in October of 1995. Ooh, nice. Yeah, this is at the very end of the Super Nintendo's lifespan, and I think this is the point at which almost all releases are happening very close together. I think by this point, if it's not already out, the PlayStation's right around the corner. You know what I mean? Like, they don't want to wait a year and then release a game after the whole new generation of consoles has landed you know yeah because the n64 will be coming out next year in 1996 oh now between super mario world one and this game yoshi had two uh spin-off games both puzzle games can you name them both uh there's what yoshi's cookie yes that's the good one and then there's isn't it just yoshi or yep what's... And th- that's the bad one okay they were very confusing to me uh, in retrospect but, uh, you know, there wasn't a ton of Yoshi out there in the world between these games. And uh, this game was directed by Shigafuni Hino. And he was under mandate from Shigeru Miyamoto to do something new. And in their brainstorming sessions, they kind of settled on this idea of making a more accessible platformer or Mario game. Mm-hmm. Kind of a more all ages one and one that younger kids could also complete. Sure. Yeah. Now, are you familiar with the Giga Leak? Of 2020? Uh, somewhat, yes. I haven't read it. You know, I haven't looked at it all myself, but I've I've uh, peeked at various findings. It seems to be a very interesting uh, treasure trove for you know historians of video game history. And in that, there was some files that looked very similar to the same style of this game, except mm-hmm. for the main character had uh, was like a in a spacesuit, and the okay. file was named uh, Super Donkey. <laughs> cool. So I do love Super Donkeys, but I guess some people uh, think that that was a prototype or, you know, an early build of this game. Okay, okay. Perhaps a different di- uh, you know direction that Donkey Kong could have gone. Yeah, weird. It's too bad. Uh, but as I mentioned, uh, this game was directed and the character design was done by uh, Shigafuni Hino. He also did character designs for Super Mario Bros. 1 and Link's Awakening. Okay. That was previously to this. And then after that, he did designs for Mario Kart 64. He directed all the Pikmin games or co-directed them. He also worked on uh, Mario Party. And, uh, of course, he was also the creator of Yoshi. Busy guy. Which I think we mentioned in the the very first Super Mario World episode. Sure. Now, this game also uh, is well known for running on the Super FX chip. Mm -hmm. And it's utilized in, you know, uh, more subtle ways than a lot of the other FX games. Yeah, it's not necessarily polygons, you know, or the big Mario Kart style bitmap screen, you know? Yeah, there is uh, a little bit of 3D modeling going on in some places. Mm -hmm. Mostly it's used for sprite scaling. Yeah. And the opening video and the outro video are also kind of done with that Super FX chips graphics special sauce. Sure, sure. And, you know, a lot of like sprite rotating effects, I think, you know? Oh, yeah. And then finally, this game had uh, like three almost direct sequels. Oh, really? Uh, There was uh, Yoshi's Island 2 for the DS, 
Yossi's something, I, some other name I don't remember for the 3DS. <laughs> and then the Wii U also got Yoshi's Woolly World, which is the same type of gameplay. Oh, sure. Yeah, I remember that one coming out. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island? It's a side-scrolling action platformer. Light on the action. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a sequel to Super Mario World, although this is the first Super Mario game that doesn't directly have you controlling Mario. Right, yeah. In this game, you play as a wide range of various Yoshis. Yeah, all kinds of colors, you know, m- many more than in... The original Super Mario World where you just had like the three or well, the green and then the other three here. You have a a full spectrum of tons of Yoshis. Yeah. And in this game, you play as a Yoshi with Mario, baby Mario on your back. And this, I think, is their first appearance of baby Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least the first one I've ever seen. And then it carried on into the Mario Kart series, Mm -hmm. creating a whole pantheon of baby characters. Yeah. This is baby Bowser's first appearance, right? Uh, It's so confusing. Because Baby Bowser ends up appearing alongside Bowser at some point. Yeah, yeah, I know there's some but weird like time. Before we get into spoilers for this game, it posits that this is Bowser as a baby in this one. Right, right. So I don't know if this is the same character or not. Mm. Yeah, I never had really heard of Baby Bowser until what, Double Dash, I think. I don't know. It's just like, hey, whatever. We got babies of everything. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> They've all got a baby. Hey, I like Muppet Babies. It works. And, of course, being a side-scrolling action-adventure game, you can jump in this game. And what a jump it is. Yes, because if you didn't think that Luigi's jump was squirrely enough in the previous (laughs) games, they've taken it to a whole new level with Yoshi. Yeah, this is like the birth of his, what I've heard called the flutter jump. Now, for some reason, I felt like there was a bit of flutter jump when you played as Yoshi in Super Mario World. Ah, maybe. But I I guess I'm just conflating things. It might be. It's, It's something that never really logged in my brain you know because i remember playing smash brothers and being like what a weird jump <laughs> you know and then here i was like oh well this is this is where it's from yes uh, because at the end of your jump arc you have a weird flutter as he kicks his legs very hard he does a little swoopy arc and it gives you a tiny bit more height but it's more about distance and time than anything yeah. else yeah it's uh it definitely took me a while to get used to that oh yeah i can see that for sure and you do have the uh ground the pound jump you know if you press down and press the jump button in the air right and then you can do the stomp yeah just like in super mario world as mario Mm -hmm. although man i felt uh, such a fool because it wasn't until much later in the game i realized how many enemies are affected by that yeah there's certain ones where (laughs) yeah some really (laughs) aggravating enemies are are easily or more easily dealt with with the with the stomp yeah because some enemies it does destroy them but a lot of enemies if you just do it on the same screen as them it will stun them Mm, i didn't know that oh yeah and i can't wait to tell you about it because you're going to be so mad then (laughs) and this also introduces uh a new mechanic for yoshi whereas not only does he eat the creatures you find but he can turn them into eggs yes and you can have a little trail of up to six eggs following you. That's kind of your your ammunition. Yeah, and that's the real interesting mechanic of this game is how you shoot these eggs out as your main form of attack. Yes. Now, there are two control schemes to do this. Uh, yeah, there's the there's the one I, I think you prefer where you hold when you 
press down the button to fire. Well, okay. Well, yeah, start. Let's start at the beginning here. Yeah, yeah. When you when you when you want to shoot an egg, you have a you press I think the A button, and then a little crosshairs comes out and starts moving in a what like a forty five degree angle kind of arc in front of you, and then yeah, where? it's a full arc in front of you. It goes up to about I would say almost ninety degrees and down to about. 45 30 degrees yeah somewhere it, it's down it does aim down a little bit but uh you can press up before you shoot and it will just start straight up and hold there yes but the control schemes are, are a little different where uh i when I, I think the default one you press the button and then the, your your crosshairs will start just kind of moving through the angle up and down until you press a button again and it will shoot an egg at that angle mm-hmm or you can do the one where you hold down the button and it will fire when you release the button. Yes, and that's the one I prefer. I think it's it's just a little quicker and more intuitive to hold have it down to one button press. Yeah, yeah. I was I never really got that fast with I don't know. If you press I think the R button, you can stop the crosshair mm-hmm. in any position and then it'll just shoot there and that's kind of what I found myself doing in the trickier spots more often than not. Okay, and that holding the shoulder button to stop it works in either control scheme. Yeah. Now, in addition to eating a animal and, I don't know, plopping it out as an egg, uh, <laughs> those will always be green. Yes. But you can get different colored eggs. Sometimes they're just sitting around or through other means. Yeah, yeah. And the other colored eggs all have a special ability to them. Yeah, they'll give you like... Well, mm-hmm. there's the red egg. Yeah, which gives you two stars when you shoot it or pick it mm-hmm. up or something. Yeah. Whenever it pops, the egg pops. Ah, uh, yes. And then there's a yellow egg. Yeah. Which and that will give you a coin. Coin, yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of cool. Nothing too crazy. And then there's a flashing one that will give you a red coin. Yes. I don't remember seeing uh, it that often, though. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in addition to that, there are certain enemies that you don't digest and turn into eggs, but they still follow you. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple, and I just would randomly notice like, whoa, I'm being followed by that guy instead of there being an egg there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really remember that myself. Uh, yeah, uh, I know it happened at least once with the penguin characters, the little tiny ones. Mm, okay. And when you shot them, they were like almost like a boomerang. Like it, he would like go a short distance and come back. Oh, wow. I Man, I did not uh, encounter that. And it made me feel like there was possibly even more animals that had strange effects once you... Once you did that with them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know also there's, uh, you know, like if you get uh, turtle shells or Koopas, you know, you just spit those back out. You can't turn them into eggs. Correct. And there are some enemies you can't swallow at all. Right. Now, in addition to eggs, you can find fruit lying around. Mm-hmm. And those are also shot. Uh, once you have them, you have like a special ability. You get three uh, three uses of it. And it's not, it doesn't use any eggs. Yeah, these are watermelons, right? Yes, there is uh, the standard watermelon and you spit the seeds like a machine gun. Mm-hmm. That's green. Uh, there's a blue one, which is like an ice melon. And you get like an a ice breath you shoot out, which is pretty cool because it freezes almost everything. And then that thing, you shoot it again, and it'll break. Yeah, it's really useful. Yeah, it works on bullet bills and like cannons and stuff. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one is a fire melon and it you shoot like a, a flame out. Yeah, pretty sweet. And then there are certain enemies that also, when you eat them, give you that that power as well. Yeah, you know, if you eat a potaboo or whatever fireball enemy, you can hold it in your you can't make an egg, but you can sh- get three fire blasts. And we should say too that you know, in addition to your standard forward tongue attack with Yoshi, you can do one vertically, which is 
I kept forgetting, but it's pretty cool. Oh, I did not because it is extremely useful. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, in addition to all of these amazing different ways of shooting, it wouldn't be a Mario game without some some suits or power-ups. Sure. But this time it's a, well, it's a lot weirder. <laughs> because, uh, you know, you'll find as you progress through levels, these strange, like, I don't know, just like badges sitting out in the world. Yeah, a little square thing. The The manual calls them metamorphoses. Oh, all right. <laughs> and once you come across the metamorphosis and you touch it, then you are treated to a weird transformation scene of that Yoshi turning into another, well, and turning into a vehicle, which is what's kind of unsettling about it. Yeah, uh, Yoshi is a transformer. Yeah. And the first one you find is a, I don't remember the order, but it's possibly a car. Okay, there's the, yeah, that one is, the manual calls it the vehicle. Okay, and the vehicle, Yoshi. Well, here's the thing. They all, most of them uh, control very strangely. Yeah, yeah, and they're kind of a limited time thing where you'll have a certain amount of time to get to another badge that looks like Yoshi to change back. And if you don't get there in time, you'll just kind of zoom back to where you originally got the metamorphoses. And also sometimes uh, as you're tooling along as Yoshi the car or whatever, you'll find a new metamorphosis pad to extend the time you get to be the strange uh, hybrid creature vehicle. Yes, yes. Uh, and the car is weird because it it's like a cartoon car logic. Oh, yeah. It looks straight out of like a Looney Tune or something, you know. And you go fast, mm -hmm. but you're only like real other thing you can do is you can't jump but you can stretch your leg tires out <laughs> your suspension, I guess to go over enemies. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit like Mach five or, or the gadget car. You know what I mean? Where you get like yeah. the vertical extension on your wheels. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, next up we have the helicopter or what is it called in the manual? Uh, it's just a helicopter. Okay. You turn into a helicopter. This is one of the weirder looking ones. Oh yeah. Because this is like, you got a Yoshi face on it and stuff. Oh Yeah. And what does the helicopter do, Nick? Well, this may come as a surprise, but it lets you fly. It's uh, pretty quick. You can fly through the air and stuff. It's not the most maneuverable. It's hard to turn and stuff, but uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, now, your hit detection is kind of weird when you're in the helicopter. Uh, if you hit enemies like that are right below you, you can bounce off of them. But if you hit them from below or when they're above you, you get bounced down really weirdly. Yeah, it's. Uh, I always try to avoid enemies the best I can in any of these vehicles. Yeah, that's your number one goal, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up is the the mole form. Yeah, the mole tank. Of course, it has to be a tank, yes. Oh, yeah. This is the other super weird looking one. This one is, I think, the hardest to control because, you know, you dig through some destroyable terrain you will encounter and you can kind of move, you know, you can move up. You know, as you crawl up and stuff, but your your like orientation changes kind of like it, and it's really hard to like turn around. You can't just like press left and turn around. You'll go into reverse or yeah, you gotta like rotate around every yeah, time you yeah. want to make a move. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little strange and can be frustrating when you're you know since it's a time limited thing, but it's it's never like deadly, you know. No, no, not at all. Uh, then we have submarine Yoshi. Yes, probably my favorite. Oh, by far. This one is the most fun. Yeah, because you're, I mean, A, you're underwater and you're cruising along, but you get to shoot little torpedoes. And they're like homing torpedoes. Yeah, they're super cool. They're like little Yoshi heads or whatever. Yeah, it's totally the most fun. It makes being underwater super great. Yeah. But is easily the best transformation or metamorphosis. 
<laughs> Agree that. Uh, and then our final one is Train Yoshi. Yeah, a, a kind of a strange one, too, where you're on these, like, tracks, and you have to, like, do you jump from track to track? When you get, like, it's like a maze of tracks, usually. Yeah. A little section, and you got to find the right one to get on. Well, it's super weird, too, because once you enter this form, it changes perspective entirely. And you look at it from, like, a bird's eye view, and everything shrinks. Yeah, yeah. So it's just about choosing the right track, and then you can speed up. I think. Yeah, because there's usually some enemies or something floating around that you want to avoid. But I only remember using this once. Yeah, I, I it's pretty rare. Um, when I was taking notes through the manual, I was like, oh, wait, the train. And then, you know, it took me a minute and I was like, oh, yeah, I think I do remember that, but barely. Yeah, it's very strange, but it's an interesting addition. Sure. And then finally, there's one more. I guess uh, this is not a metamorphosis per se, but in a certain level, you do pop out of a door wearing skis oh right yeah there is the ski yeah and baby mario has a little winter hat on Mm -hmm. it's great yeah and this is a classic like downhill skiing deal where uh, you can jump but you can't hit any rocks or you'll turn into a giant snowball yeah which will then start rolling and it can be weird and hard to stop sometimes yes but that is also i thought i had a lot of fun as as skiing yoshi sure yeah and then, of course, there is one uh, power-up that is for Baby Mario. Yes, the the Superstar. Yeah, which is probably my favorite of all the items. I was always glad to, because you just basically become invincible. You're a little Super Mario. You have your cape, and you start running. You can run up walls and stuff, a la the original Super Mario World. And yep. it's usually like a little race section to see if you can get to the next star before you run out of time so you can keep moving, you know, kind of like, you know, in several old Super Mario games had that with, you know, Mario 3, where it's like, if you get here soon enough, this will be another star. But if not, it's just a coin. Yes. And then not only can you run real fast and are invincible, you have a a glide mechanic, not unlike uh, the cape before. Mm -hmm. Although this one is more of like a weird parachute. I never found it useful. I just found it like a slowed me down too much agreed i i tried not to do it if i could help it and then it has there's a dash as well right oh i think so yeah but i also barely used that yeah it was mostly just about like running real fast and up you know there's a lot of like weird levels where you're like okay if i get this and i need to you know run up this curve and then up or on the ceiling and around and Mm -hmm. pretty fun yeah totally fun and of course this would not be a mario game without coins and every level has lots of coins in it But there are three distinct things you collect in each level. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, you know, we should say as well, 100 coins equals a one up. It goes without saying. Mm -hmm. But there are also red coins defined once again. Yeah, there's usually, what, 20 per stage. And they're a little different this time because they are hidden. Yeah, they are. When you see coins, sometimes you'll grab them and some of them will be like, hey, it was red. And there is a very slight tint difference that I could see sometimes or I would think I could see it. And then I would. And they weren't there. there, But there is. It it is. It isn't that easy to pick up on, you know. Correct. On the fly, anyhow. Uh, And then there are stars. And, you know, we really dropped the ball on this one because we didn't mention the star thing. We talked about Baby Mario and Yoshi's interaction, which is like one of the main mechanics of this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There are stars usually hidden in things or whatnot. And if you collect 30 of them, that gives you a complete bonus for the stars of the level. But the stars have a much more important use. Well, yeah, they're they're kind of your life because you have a countdown timer where if Yoshi gets hit, Yoshi is functionally invincible. Correct. Um, But then baby Mario will fly off 
uh, encased in a little bubble, and you got to get baby Mario back. He'll start screaming, and your countdown timer, which starts at 10, will, if it gets down to zero, baby Mario will be kidnapped by some flying Koopas who will grab him, and, you know, you lose a life. Yes. Now, you said he's, uh, you know, functionally or virtually uh, indestructible, but he still can get killed by pit deaths and spikes and lava. Yeah. But otherwise, even when you don't have the Mario, when he's floating in his little bubble, you can get hit and it does nothing to you. It just slows you down and wastes more of that precious time when you're trying to get back to the baby. Which can be rough. Um, The baby's sound is super annoying. And... One of the things that makes it even more frustrating to me is that you are stunned for like a second and a half or maybe even like when you first get hit and the baby's going, it's like you want to get there, but you can't move for like a solid second while that timer starts going down. And it's it's uh, it can be maddening. But luckily, you can get the baby back from just hitting it uh, from hitting the bubble with your tongue Mm -hmm. or by shooting it with an egg or spitting out an enemy. Yeah. So you have you have several options. Yes. Now, let's say you have let the baby loose on accident or uh, we didn't mention there's tons of enemies that steal the baby yeah we'll talk about those more when we get through their levels but uh if you do not have possession of the baby that timer goes down and you get the baby back if your timer is below 10 you have 10 less than 10 stars as you have the baby in the saddle that star count will slowly go back up to 10 yes and stay there and then you can get it up to 30 by collecting stars throughout the level yeah, and those are usually found in uh, little clouds you shoot. Yeah, you have these little, like, question mark winged clouds that are, they kind of take the place of the classic question block in this game, but you activate them by shooting an egg, not by hitting them. Mm-hmm. And then also in those uh, red flowers. Oh, yeah. And those only work as if you can shoot an egg into them, then it will send out a lot of those stars. Yeah, they can be tricky because, they're you know, the it, it's opening and closing and it's facing upward. So you either have to like jump over and shoot down or, or bounce an egg off a ceiling to arc it in kind of. Yes. And there are uh, half, well, halfway points, usually one third way points <laughs> and levels. There's a ring that will let you continue from that spot. And when you go through it, it gives you what, 10 more uh, stars? Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. And a lot. Of, and if there's any enemies on the screen, they turn into stars as well. Yes. And these stars are not just, uh, you know, like a coin that falls down for you to pick up. <laughs> they look like a little wrist star. They're like they have little legs or little star guys running around. So you got to kind of chase them down. Yeah. And sometimes it's almost impossible to get all of them. Oh, sure. Yeah. But that's not the only ring because the end of each level is also a ring you jump through. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, and it's kind of a weird little roulette wheel that will have more spots on it, depending on how many of these uh, are our third collectible. These big uh, kind of daisy looking smiley flowers that will. Sometimes they're hidden. Sometimes they're just out there. There's five per level. Mm -hmm. And each one you collect is then on the ring at the end of the level. Yes. And there's five empty spots. So if you get all five, then you have a 50-50 chance of getting a bonus. Yeah, a little bonus game. If you do get all five of the flowers, then you do get a a one-up. Oh, okay. Uh, And if you're me, it takes an embarrassingly long time for you to figure out that that's the number of flowers that are around the edge. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, for some reason, I thought I was like, I got two, so there's three this time. Like, I'm, I thought I was slowly like getting rid of them. Oh, oh okay. I got and it. then they reset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then I figured it out. Sure. Now, if you do have at least one of those flowers and go through the ring, then it acts like a roulette wheel. Yeah. And if it stops on a flower, you get to go to a bonus game. Yeah. 
And then there are also mini games hidden in the levels themselves, usually behind a locked door. Yes. And I think this would be a great time to talk about those little levels. All right, let's do it. Well, first, let's talk about the mini games. And those are the ones you find in the levels. There is the balloon throwing game. Yeah, well, there's actually more than one. There's two balloon throwing games. Yes, where you go into a room and you're kind of you have a little one of these little bandit guys. You're tossing a balloon back and forth. And when it gets to you, you'll have a little sequence of commands on your controller where it'll be like up X, Y down or, you know, mm -hmm. and you have to do that uh, quick enough before a little meter you know, fills up and it pops a balloon and then you toss it to the other person. So it's kind of like a hot potato. Yeah. And then later there's ones that have six commands to key in. Yes. And that one I was horrible at. I don't remember seeing that one. I barely got a lot of these. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, there's the balloon popping uh, mini game. Mm -hmm. And this one is like all luck. Yeah, pretty much. Cause you got like nine balloons or something around on this little level. And it's you trying to use your stomp to, break the balloon and but there's a little bad guy doing the same thing and if he gets lucky and gets the the little like hit thing that ends the game then you just lose yes next is the the coin cannon game yeah yeah does it little... have a name do, do they have names for these in the manual um yeah this is called gather coins oh, okay and in this one you are once again up against a bandit and there's a cannon uh that moves back and forth and everyone shoots a coin out yeah and you try to get it Whoever has the most coins at the end wins. Yeah, I, I thought this one was kind of tough the few times I eh, saw it. Well, here's the trick. If you jump on the bandit's head, it stuns it. Right. So if you just always are on his head until the coin shoots out, you can usually get most of them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the final one is the watermelon game. I never saw this one. Really? Yeah. It seems like it would be the most fun one, <laughs> but I, didn't, yeah, yeah. I never played it. <laughs> Well, uh, there's pots, and once you get the water, they have the watermelons on them. Once you get that watermelon, you can shoot at your opponent, and it's like you have a life meter, and uh, he hides from you, but you're trying to get him before you run out of the seeds, or he also shoots seeds at you. Yeah, like, almost like a little Street Fighter encounter. Almost, but not not much like that at all. But not quite. Hey, except uh, you both have life meters that you're trying to deplete oh, yeah. the other person by fighting in a limited time fashion in one screen. And Hadoukens. And Hadoukens, yeah. There's a Yoshi, <laughs> sure Yoshikin. Now, uh, the bonus challenges are the ones you get when you complete a level and land on the flower. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing you got a lot of these as well. Some of them. Uh, there's one of them I never saw. But uh, <laughs> um, there uh. are these just random? Like, which one you get at the end of the... Are they, like, associated with a certain level? Or do you know what I mean? Like, You know, I don't know. I don't know at all. So it's hard to say. I, I kind of felt like they might be because there were certain ones where I just see them over and over. But then I was like, hey, maybe it's just a luck thing. Our first one here is a pretty simple one where it's you just draw lots and it's got six little cards, I guess. And you, you know, you choose one and it gives you an item, which I guess this is yes. a good time to say you do have a an item inventory you can access when you pause the game. Uh, yeah. And we'll get to all those items here after. I figured this would be a good lead into that. Yeah, yeah. And you can hold up to 22 items, so it's pretty generous. Mm -hmm. But here it's like if you draw, you know, you'll have items, but if you draw a little Kamek or Magic Koopa's face, then it ends the game and you get nothing. Yeah. Now, side note, how many uh, items did you use on purpose, Nick? Well, I'll tell you what. I never used a single item. <laughs> uh, I used a few, and it was always because I hit the A button after I'd paused instead of the B. 
I, I kept being like, I'm going to save this. You know what I mean? And then by the end, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I didn't have a lot of items, though, because, again, I didn't encounter a lot of these. Or uh, the ones I did, I seemed to screw up, I think. But, yeah, that's all okay. me. Uh, according to the manual, what is the next? Uh, well, we've got the game. scratch and match. Okay. And that's your basic uh, scratch off lottery prize, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this one is for extra lives, depending on how many you get to scratch three. And there are baby Marios and bad guys. So mm -hmm. depending on how many babies you get, you get extra lives. And you can get uh, you get one up for one baby Mario, two for two. But if you get three, you get five free men. Man, I never got three. I got two once or twice, though. Nice. And then up next, we've got the slot machine which is a, a three-wheel slot machine. You stop by pressing mm -hmm. your button, and... I feel like I saw this one the least. Yeah, I, I saw it a couple times. I'm not sure. Okay. I never got any of the big, like, you know, if you get, what is it, like three cherries or something, you can get... Or no, if you get three sevens, you get, like, five lives or something. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, three sevens will give you five up. Three eggs will give you three up. Three cherries is two. And then a Shy Guy Star and Watermelon will give you a one up. Yeah, I I didn't do very well when I got this one, to be honest. But, I mean, <laughs> what can you do? Um, and then what else do we have here? Well, we've got the, there's a flip cards game where... This, this was my favorite. Yeah, well, this one is probably the best because you have nine little cards you can flip and you collect the items. But there's a, there is another one of those uh, bad guys out there. And if you flip him over, then you just lose everything you've collected. But I, one of the things I like about this game is you can quit when you want so you can be like all right i got a couple items i'm just stopping yes and keep those items uh, if you get every item though you get a bonus 10 free lives oh wow okay well which i did do because i didn't at first a couple times i didn't realize you could just quit oh i got you okay cool cool and then we have two more that's right we've got the match cards which is you know like a memory game where you have i lied i think this is my favorite one yeah this one um is pretty cool as long as you don't, you know, it's very similar to the game of the card flipping game in Super Mario Brothers 3, but with much less cards. So it's a little more forgiving. Yeah. And, you know, if you can memorize three different sets as they flip over, you have a pretty good chance of running the whole board. Yeah. Yeah. Because you do get a moment to look, you know, mm -hmm. but those are all items gaining. And then the final one. Oh. There is a 10 up on there on that the board. If you oh. get all the ones. Uh, before it, the final one will be a 10 up. Oh, cool. I never got that one. But then our final one is a roulette game. Yeah. And I did get this one a couple times and I never understood what I was doing. I, yeah, I, I never even saw it. I, I, I <laughs> when I was looking at the manual, I was like, oh, wow. That's a bummer because I was hoping you could explain it to me. Yeah, I, I got nothing, man. I'm sorry. And looking at the picture, it looks weird, too. So Yeah, because unlike a normal roulette game, it's not just like you bet on black or red or a number. There's like one wheel that is multiplication and addition signs and like minus and division. And on the other side is numbers. I, uh, and yeah. it's like you bet <laughs> a thing and it creates an equation. And then somehow it decides what you I mean, I guess the end of the equation is what you get. That's bizarre. Yeah. But hey, learn a little math skills while you're at it. I guess. But yeah. Um. So most of these items you access by pausing in your pause screen, you'll have a little Menu down at the bottom, you can choose an item and use it. Yeah, and as you said, uh, you don't ever have to use these items if you don't want to. Yeah, you know, you can be like me and save them for something that will never happen. But, I mean, they're not crazy items. It's not like having a, a star in reserve in Mario World. Right, right. Uh, there is a 10-point star. Mm-hmm. 
and a, a 20.1. Both of those will just add to your current countdown timer. Yes. Pretty cool. Uh, there's something called the Anytime Egg. Yeah, that'll, it just, if you use it, it fills you up to six eggs. Oh, I know which one that is. Okay. I'm just looking at a list and not the wonderful little icons. Mm-hmm. There's also an Anywhere POW block, which is pretty cool. Yeah, because there are not POW blocks in these levels. No, no. So you can, you know, that that one's pretty useful. I don't know that I've ever got one, but <laughs> I, I know I can think of plenty of places it would be pretty cool. It's pretty rare. Uh, and what's cool about it is it will take out a lot of enemies that are normally invincible. Yeah, for sure. We also have the Winged Cloud Maker, which turns all the enemies into winged clouds, which seems pretty cool, I guess. I, I never really messed with it, though. Yeah, each cloud can then be a single coin, a star, or a one-up. So, yeah, that's, you know, can't complain about that. Uh, next up is one of the, the probably the, the most interesting of all the items, the magnifying glass. Yeah, which you use that and it lasts for the whole level, right? Yeah. And it reveals hidden red coins and doors, maybe? or Well, it makes all of the uh, hidden red coins just straight up red. Right, right. And it makes all of the winged clouds, uh, even the secret ones, visible. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, because there are secret ones you can reveal by jumping around in certain spots. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome all around. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you can get watermelons, uh, the full red, green, and blue Okay. selection. And that's it for the items. Uh, but as we said earlier, there are lives in this game. Uh, when you lose your baby Mario for the more than time than you have stars, or when you fall in a pit or whatnot, you lose mm -hmm. a life. Mm -hmm. You get a free life from coins, from all these mini games. I think I finished the game with something in the 30s. Uh, man, I, I was getting up there um, as well. Like the, the game, it, it doesn't feel like it's throwing lives at you like some other Mario games we played, but uh, it, it was never really a problem for me. Like I know that, okay, you know, this game does feature save files. Yeah, and, and I think that points out that we save stated, uh, at least in between games. Yeah, I, yeah, I save stated quite a bit. And Because um, this game, uh, like you said, it, not only does it have lives, but it has saves. There are three save files per cartridge or whatever. Yeah, and although it is uh, interesting to note that, you know, if you... Because I think Super Mario World did this too, where if you save and come back, you only start with like five lives. It doesn't Correct. save your stock of, of lives, so... It doesn't it, save it, your it lives, always, your coins, or the number of eggs you have. Yeah, so, it, you know, they, they make sure to give you plenty of opportunities to earn extra lives should you need them when you resume. But when you do save, it does uh, keep track of... The scores for each stage, like what you got in the as far as bonus materials. Yeah, we, which we kind of mentioned before, but at the end of each stage, you get kind of graded. You get a score from zero to 100, depending on how many of the five flowers, the 20 red coins or 30 stars you collected. Yes. And if you can get 100 percent on all of the eight stages in a level, then it gives you access to a bonus stage for that level. A two bonus stages. Yeah, yeah. I did not earn any of those, though. Um, I did not either. So I'll let you know how they turn out in the future. <laughs> okay. Um, now, also, it does when you save, it does keep track of all the items you have in your inventory, so you don't have to worry about mm -hmm. those either. That's cool. There are some other bonuses. Uh, I think for each thing you 100%, it adds another star. So every time you get a bonus level, it adds another star to the opening screen of the game. Oh, cool. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then you can also unlock all the bonus games 
as special like mini games to play whenever you want. Oh, cool. Okay. So World 1 uh, unlocks the flip cards. World 2, the scratch and match. 3, the drawing lots. 4, the match cards. 5, the roulette game. And 6 is the slot machine. Cool, cool. Well, Nick, this is the big in. They always have a great manual, and this game has some really cool artwork, so I'm hoping that really transfers into its manual. I would say so. Um, it's it's only 24 pages, which, you know, is a decent amount, but it's not as much as you might expect from a, a big Nintendo release. Especially with this many new mechanics and strange things going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is in color, of course, with, uh, you know, you have lots of screenshots, not as much artwork as I would have liked like it's pretty limited to just Yoshi and baby Mario but it does it goes through all you know all your controls your eggs your items and various uh bonus games everything we've already covered (laughs) and actually kind of spends more time on the story than I think is necessary because of how basic it really is but and let's get into that story yes um it starts with a stork delivering two baby brothers I feel like this was probably the very tail end of stork usage in yeah, popular I media <laughs> i haven't seen a stork in a comic for a long time or cartoon, or cartoon. i mean and I, I you know my kids have watched a lot of more modern cartoons and i think the stork trope is that one's just long gone yeah it's it, it is a, a strange one but yeah and that stork gets ambushed by kamek uh the koopa wizard who swoops in to kidnap them but drops one and luckily, that one falls into, which is Mario, by the way, baby Mario, falls to the Yoshi's Island instead of just in the sea and drowning. So lucky for Mario. Yeah. And then all the, basically, the Yoshis all decide to help reunite it with his brother because it says that, you know, baby Mario can sense baby Luigi's location. So I, I don't know how they decided to do this. Maybe it was just crying until they did. But... uh but yeah, and then so they decide to do a handoff system where you get a different Yoshi every level and it hands it off to another Yoshi a la the Pony Express. But here's my biggest problem. I was raised to believe that Mario and Luigi were from Brooklyn, New York. Well, yeah, I, I wonder maybe this was on this interdimensional <laughs> stork was on its way to Earth. Well, I don't want to spoil the ending, but I will. And in the ending, you are delivered to a mushroom house. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure how I feel about this revisionist history <laughs> saying that Mario grew up in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yes, it is weird. I don't like it because that just poses too many other problems. Like, were those mushroom parents that had them? How come they're not mushroom people? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, why are humans in this world? You know, it makes way more sense when you're just a plumber working on a drain that turns into a whirlpool that magically transports you to a mushroom kingdom. Yeah, doggone it. Why do they got to re- redo all that? Like, I come to Mario games for rock-solid continuity. Not None of this namby-pamby baby stuff. What What's going I, on here? I agree. They've just gone, this is the beginning of the end as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no, uh, you know, I guess they can do whatever they want with the Mario, but to me, he's always going to be uh, Captain Lou Albano. Amen, man. I'll even take Bob Hoskins as long as he's not in that movie. Yeah, which, uh, you know, it was pointed out to me the other day that we'd have never covered that movie. 
I yes, and I, I think we should at some point. But uh, yeah, because I just I just want to take the opportunity to make my family watch it. Oh yes, it it is it is bizarre, truly. So yeah, story wise, I'm glad they put that all out there for you. Uh, does it go over any of me, any of the enemies or bosses in this at all? Nope. Which, it's all about the Yoshis. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all about the Yoshis. Uh, you know, and I, I'm always a fan of enemy and boss sections, but uh, you don't get them here. No, I guess not. So, Nick, what was your personal history with Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island? Ah, very brief. I barely have played this before. I, I remember piddling around with it a little uh, when it first came out in high school. I didn't really, you know, I didn't get past the first level. I just played it a couple of times at a friend's house and then a few times later, but I never really came back and I, I could, you know, I, I never beat it, never sat down with it. Yeah, I have a very short history with it as well. Uh, you know, it came out in what I would consider my dark ages, <laughs> uh, the two-year period where, you know, I played F Final Fantasy three, but wasn't playing much else on the Super Nintendo and didn't pay much attention to video games again until, until the Nintendo 64 came out. Sure, sure. And I remember being at, I think, a family reunion. And <laughs> okay. I, and I went inside and all the kids, the little kids were playing this game. And I was like, wait, what is this? And it, I, the graphics really blew my mind. I was really into it, but I couldn't get much time to play it because, you know, the little ones were playing it. And uh, I was kind of fascinated by it. But then it's one of those games that like I really never saw again. Yeah, I like I remember playing it and I do remember being like impressed with especially the backgrounds where they're all crayony, you know, mm -hmm. and, and w which really said something because as a 15 year old hardcore edgelord, I was like, man, that looks cool, but it doesn't look badass i don't know how i feel about this yet right but then i heard the baby mario sound and i was like i don't know about this <laughs> so I, I never pursued it much <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much in that same boat then nick what was your more recent experience with the very longly titled super mario world 2 yoshi's island <laughs> uh well i beat this game um i cheated because i save stated pretty much after every level okay but I mean, I don't really feel like it was big cheating. I wasn't, you know, like I, I never felt like I was so challenged. You know, I never did any mid-level saving or anything like that. Now, I did to a degree because I played it. Uh, I beat it as well. But I was playing it on the Super Nintendo service on the Nintendo Online. Mm, nice. And it has a rewind feature. So uh, practically anytime I had like a stupid pit death, I just rewind. Yeah, I feel you. Because you can. I mean, why not? And, you know, this is a long game. Yeah, we're talking six worlds with eight levels apiece. So, you know, it's like 48 stages. And a lot of times I just kind of wanted to barrel through. So, yeah, well, and these aren't small stages either. For no, the <laughs> so many times I'd be like, oh, I'm at the end. And it's like, here's your continue ring. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Thought we were done here. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think I played it six times seven times you know i was always just trying to put in at least a world of a playthrough yeah i i went through the first level or the first world or two and then i got to this point where i was like all right i i need to i was trying to calculate it out to where i was like i just want to play half of a world a day and that's generally what i did after that point i envy you <laughs> well, it was getting rough but that's a discussion for another time All right, folks, as you saw, this is part one of part two. So we're going to call it here before we get into our general chat. 
because I think we have a lot to say about this game that, well, may put us at odds with the popular opinion or may not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. But that does mean that next week's game will still be Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island uh, available on the online service or the Super Nintendo Mini. Yeah, plenty of ways to play this game. Um, you know, you can let us know what you think about this game at cartridgecommand at gmail.com or even on Twitter or Facebook, right? At cart command. Oh my God. That was my line, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm happy you took over there. <laughs> I just couldn't stop myself. What can I say? <laughs> well, Facebook, we're cartridge command. Right, right. And, but you know, command. we love hearing from you guys in every, every way we can hear from you. Agreed. You know, we got we got a lot of good questions and stuff on uh, for our, our 200th, and that was cool. But don't stop now, man. Keep them coming, baby. Yeah, we love hearing from all of our uh, fans and friends out there. And then, of course, we must always go out of our way to thank those awesome folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is their financial support that keeps this show moving along. Uh, if we've done 200 episodes, we'd love to do 200 more and maybe even expand this cartridge command empire. But it would take your support to make that happen. That's right. So for those that do give, thank you so very much. And if you don't, consider giving us one, five. Who knows how many dollars you can afford to give out once a month. Sure. It would be cool. It would be indeed. So thank you all once again. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on. Game, Game on. on. <laughs> yes. Hold on. Someone's getting someone something happening with the mail. That is setting Lupe off. When it comes, I want a whale mail.